And welcome back, DJI Multiverse. This is DJI Mark of the Dad's Got Issues podcast. This is issue number 49. Uh, one away from our anniversary issue, um, issue number 50, which will be a comic-packed out-of-the-press issue coming tomorrow. But yeah, so we are going to take you guys on a trip around the multiverse for the first time in a couple weeks. Um, we apologize for that, but it does allow for some time for news to build up, which gives us plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about today. Um, it is actually Sunday, February 21st for us. Uh, you guys will be getting this the following Friday. So we're going to give you all the news and know-hows that we have to this point. If anything news or ground news or groundbreaking worthiness happens between now and Friday, we will be sure to cover that through our Instagram and social media accounts. However, plenty, plenty, plenty to go over today. We're going to start off with some toy news um, because it's been a big weekend for toys. Um, We're going to start off with the stuff that we kind of care about and move into the stuff that we're we're really excited about. Um, Funko has announced as a part of their spring convention season um, exclusive drops, obviously that usually circles around Emerald City Comic Con. Um, Emerald City Comic Con has actually been pushed back to the fall due to COVID, but they are still releasing their spring 2021 shared retail exclusives on time. So we as fans do not have to wait till the fall for multiple drops within the same time period. Um, Charlie's not real big into Funko at the moment. Um, I myself um, am still collecting just the DC and odds and end uh, wrestlers here and there. But um, out of all the releases, I was most excited about, the, I mean, obviously the, the two DC that I want is the Dead Man and um, the Spectre. But they also have a Wonder Woman coming to um, Barnes and Nobles and uh, Books a Million, which is interesting because normally when they do a Books, Books a Million or Barnes and Nobles exclusive, so to speak, they usually don't do it at the at both stores. You know what I mean? Like when, because right. that's usually a problem for most collectors when they do a Barnes and Nobles exclusive, is them actually trying to like trying to get it because Barnes and Nobles site is so horrible. Where I believe Books a Million is usually a little bit easier to get through. Um, but yeah, they have a, they had a bunch of cool cool releases though. I mean, for a bunch of different fans, a lot of He Man, uh, a lot of um, Hanna Barbera, like. It seems to be a pattern when it comes to like what cons get what. So I've I've actually come to look forward to Emerald City because it seems like they get the more obscure DC character release. You know what I mean? Like Spectre and um, Deadman are not like the average, everybody knows who these characters are heroes for DC. So right. ECC getting them is kind of on par. Well, plus, you know, with Spectre, you got the green. Yes. Uh, um, Spectre will be an Entertainment Earth exclusive, which will be relatively easy to get as long as you're up on it the day it comes off. Um, Dead Man is going to be a, a Funko Shop exclusive, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean he's not going to be a, like a, a common, so to speak. So maybe he'll be easier. He's not... I don't know of any that are limited, though. I didn't see... I know there's... I think there's a soda or or something that's like a, a thousand piece or something, but there's not many that there's not much that I saw that came out that said that like, Hey, this is a thousand piece item. Um, you could say that the Spider-Man 2099 release is probably the hardest to get cause it's at Walgreens. Um, and we know how fucking of a, much of a headache is getting through to them. But they have all kinds of cool stuff. Um, they're doing a deluxe glow-in-the-dark Pirates of the Caribbean, um, like parks exclusive for Disney. Um, it says show only, but that makes no fucking sense because there is no show. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a Funko Shop exclusive. So I think those are probably our three, our three most difficult to grab is that deluxe uh, park um, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is just the the skeleton on top of the um, treasure. Treasure, and then you also get through Amazon. You're getting a two pack. Um, I'm sorry, two pack exclusive of um, Wanda's kids dressed as um, Vision and Quicksilver. 
or not even vision. What what is what is the other? What is the one dressed like? Because the one's dressed like Quicksilver. I don't know what uh, the I don't know what the other's dressed like. I am not sure because I have not seen it. <laughs> it's uh, it's whatever his his Halloween costume was. I thought he was I thought he was supposed to be like like Wanda, just like the the like a boy version. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some cool stuff. It's a lot of weird characters. I would say this go around. Um, but you are getting like a, a diamond variation of Charmander. You're getting a Deadpool wearing what looks like fuzzy unicorn pants. I don't know shit that like not that obviously does not interest me nor Charlie. But there are people out there that are super excited about all this stuff. Um, Underdog, like I said, some Hanna Barbera stuff. Um, you're getting a, a another Bell Pop through box launch. Uh, you're getting a zombie Morbius, and there is a um, Transformer exclusive through GameStop as well. So, a little bit to whet everybody's appetite. Um, but like I said before, it is usually for me as a DC fan, it's one of the ones that I look forward to because I usually get a new character, new mold, um, and it's different. Uh, last couple of years has been, you know, we got Zatanna, we got Black Canary. Um, we've gotten a bunch from um, ECC, so I'm 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 excited. I'm happy about the the DC rollout that they gave us for this. Um, other toy news, other toy news. Um, you've had the Todd McFarlane came out this past weekend with a, a large announcement of um, the Spawn universe. Um, basically, he's going to do a multiverse. In the comic book line for Spawn, um, he also announced that the Spawn figure that he was GoFunding um, through GoFundMe um, ended up being the largest, so sorry, it ended up being the most money ever raised for like a Kickstarter type program for a toy. Like a crowdsourcing, yes. Um, through through, um, it wasn't through GoFundMe. It was through Kickstarter. Um, yeah. Kickstarter. So it was the largest of any toy Kickstarter of all time. So that's pretty. I mean, it shows you that you know there are there is a loyal fan base to the McFarlane and Spawn line, so to speak. But um, on the heels of that, they've also started to release. Um, some of the Batman last night on earth, um, black label McFarlane figures. I wasn't particularly a huge fan of this series. It's okay. It's, it's very Scott Snyder, very Greg Cabullo. They're the, the two that worked on it. So like the character designs and things like that are okay, but you are getting a Bane figure through McFarlane and he's pretty I mean he's pretty ample size comparative like to the rest of the figures so he kind of like it's like one of the first like Bane type action figures where Bane's not the same size as Batman if that makes sense right um so that's they they, they kind of scaled it correctly yeah and it's it is it's it's a nice looking figure you're also getting um Bruce in his uh Asylum gear, which is him carrying um, Joker's head in the lantern with Bruce in like his straight jacket with his, you know, the giant W on the front of it. Um, it, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the run of the comic, but if it gave us anything, it gave us a scaled to proportion Bane figure comparative to really any figure that's out there right now. This Bane is much larger. Um, he also comes with the scarecrow that was kind of he was carrying around the comics. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of came on the heels of those announcements with a little bit of teasing um for that. And then that leads us into, I think, something that me and Charlie both can get excited about. Um, and that was Mezco's uh Toy Fair 2021. Yeah. So you had days one and two so far. Um, I, I believe we're getting more tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it goes through Tuesday, but I, I know at the minimum we're getting more tomorrow. 
Yeah. Um, but so day one. Yeah. Uh, to, to the 22nd. Yep. So tomorrow will be the last day. Yeah. So um, day one, we got um, a new Mezco five point figure, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is going to include President S, uh, Bill S. Preston. Ted, Theodore Long, and Rufus, all in 3.75 scale figures. Uh, I know there is a very loyal following to the Mezco five-point line. Um, so if you're a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure type of guy or gal, uh, that may tickle your fancy. I don't know if they all come together, like in a three-pack, or if they're all separate or not, though. Um, it does not specify on the article, and I don't see a picture of them to be able to attest to it. Um well, but- the way that they did like the five points for um, like Batman, it was all together. Okay. So I would assume that they would do do the same thing. Yeah. So you're getting um for the one in twelve collective figures though. Uh, day one was a big day. You got DC Comics is DC Comics Superman, uh, which is really just. I mean, if you're looking at it, it's very similar to the Christopher Reeves release that just started um popping up at people's houses as a pre-order um steven i actually ordered steven that a year and a half ago um so he finally got his hands on it he says it's one of the nicer figures that he owns he's not a big articulated figure guy but obviously with super with it being christopher reeves i I couldn't pass on getting it for him that figure has been absolutely lambasted online though people are so disappointed in the quality of the figure that I think it's overshadowing the license or the LP a little bit. Um, Steven had zero complaints. His figure, he said his figure's great. There's no seams missing. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, he's he's really enjoying it. Um, he's got yep. it out and displayed. But he's also not a Mezco reseller. He's not, you know, he's not going to have that figure for a week and then try to box it up and sell it again. For him, it's out, it's displayed, it'll be there and, until he decides to move it or to get rid of it. Um, but you're also, uh, we also got the Halloween two Michael Myers. Um, you got the crow, uh, the Brandon Lee version, the movie version. Um, they're, they're rumble society. They have an un unnamed figure teaser and it kind of looks like it's like an older gentleman with, you know, a beard, Kind of, kind of almost like a Gandalf style looking character, but that's that's a Mezco, but it's got the, like the beads and stuff in it. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a pirate almost. Yeah, it's a Mezco line figure. Uh, we don't collect we don't collect the Mezco brand of figures. We just kind of stick to the outside LPs. And then last, but in my opinion, even as a DC guy, certainly not least, the Marvel Comics Fantastic Four. And yeah. you might be able, because I'm sure, I don't know if you read into it or not, but can you can you attest to whether they are a four-pack or are they individuals? Most likely they'll be a four-pack, because just like, they, like with the, uh, the Ghostbusters, like they didn't release them individually. They did it as a, um, as a four-pack. Yeah, like I said, I, I think they look great. And then everybody's like all skeptical, and there's a lot of skepticism behind it, and they're like, wow. Yeah, they look great, but so did Superman and Christopher. The Christopher Reeve Superman looked good in promo pictures. I'm like, yeah, everything looks really fucking good in doctored photos, guys. Like, the fact that people were like calling Mezco about the Reeve Superman and complaining that it didn't look like the still shots is a problem. Like, your expectations are too fucking high. You have to, like, like. It, it, it's become go, one of those things. Drop like, your money on hot toys, then. Yeah, yeah. but even even hot toys aren't aren't guaranteed fucking teed to look as good as the photos. Like. Right. Places are going to make their sh- their shit look better than it is because they want you to buy it. And I get it. Is it false advertising? Yes. Yeah. No. Like we should also understand now in modern society that everything everything can be doctored at this point. Um. But yeah. So that was day one. Um. Obviously, me and Charlie talked. I'm getting Superman, and I'm going to get the Crow. Um. And if anybody that's a Marvel or a Michael Myers fan, which a good buddy of mine is, these would be great. I mean, I would assume that Fantastic Four four pack is going to be pricey. I'm going to assume, I'm I'm going to assume if you do a four pack, it's going to be in like the three fifty four hundred range, where I think the Michael Myers will be an eighty five dollar release, and I think like the Superman and Crow will probably be right around the same price, if not like ninety five bucks. 
Um, and then we get day two, uh, the Mezco Designer Series, which I've never heard of. I don't know if that's new, but it's like a warped version of um, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, more of like a cartoony version, I should say. Yeah. Um, you're also getting Living Dead Dolls. I don't know what that is, but it's a Silent Hill 2 Bubblehead Nurse. So if you're a fan of the Silent Hill series, which I know me and Charlie are not. Um, I mean, I, I mean... I enjoyed the movies for what they were. It was, or the movie, it was, it was just a movie, right? Well, I know they had the game. It was but... a movie and a game. Like I said, I, I yeah. can't particularly say I played any of them, so I'm not really a fan of them. But if you My are... Matt is huge into to Silent Hill, though. Okay. Uh, so he would be excited for this. So you get um, you get that, and then you get more 1 and 12 collective. 1 and 12 is obviously Mezco's bread and butter. Um, yeah. That's where they make their money. That's where everything kind of falls into place. Um, you have the conquest of the Planet of the Apes, Cesar and Gorilla Soldiers. So I don't. I'm assuming Are you about Caesar and uh, Cesar. Yeah. yeah, Caesar and and Gorilla Soldiers. So you're getting. I'm assuming all four of them. Just like you're probably going to get the Fantastic Four, I th- I think Mezco might be realizing like they can maximize their profit by giving you like a main character and some like side characters in a four, yeah. you know what I mean, in a four pack. Um, then you get the Rumble Society unnamed figure, which, uh, once again, we we don't know what that's going to be. It just it was yeah, a tease. He's got some shark look. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh you get Grub, a 14-inch tall figure, which is their Grub is their brand mascot. Um, I'm sure Mezco fanboys are chomping at the bit at that. They love that little ant fucking character. I, I, I've never seen I've never other than the Freddy Funko, I don't think I've seen a, a mascot more beloved than the Mezco ant. Um, and then, uh, last, but certainly not least the two figures, I think, I I, I think that the two figures that we, we are probably most interested in from day two are the, I don't want to say reprint, but the remodel is probably a better, the remodel of the Wolverine version two. Um, yeah. And then the first, and what we would assume is probably the line for Mighty Morphin from Power Rangers, the Green Ranger 1 in 12 figure. Um, big fan of both, because I was not a fan of the original Wolverine for Mezco. No, um, I, didn't, I didn't like it either. I thought, I thought that the, like, this version looks more like the Jim Lee version than the first one. Yes, it's got bigger the cow the the ears are a little bit bigger um the shoulder pads are a little bit more defined it it just looks better it's better yeah. it, you can tell but you also got to remember though too when when they released the first Wolverine like they were just kind of really getting into the game of everything so yeah. like you know they've had some time under their belt they've they've kind of perfected their formula to a s- certain extent um but let's talk about that Green Ranger, though. Yeah, man. Because like, it looks this, good. This may be, this may, this Mezco, like if that Green Ranger may uh, unseat my Gambit uh, Mezco as like my favorite Mezco figure. Yeah. Because it just, just, just in looking at it, I'm like, it's everything you've ever wanted in a Power Ranger figure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's look it looks I mean as far as what we can tell the cloth looks good. I mean but like we said they're obviously doctored photos. They're you know they're still shots of what they want you to look like. Look at it. You, you know what would kind of be like the make and break for this is uh so the helmet, right? Like yeah. The, the, obviously you have to swap out the heads. What does the sculpt like what head sculpt 
Like, what does the head sculpt look like if we're getting an unmasked version? And also how detailed, which it's Mezco, so you're going to assume that the detail is there, but like the little intricacies on like the sword of darkness and the dragon dagger. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in, like you said, the un unmasked version. <clears throat> Are we getting, you know, is it going to be a likeness to Jason David Frank or is it going to be, you know, like a rant, you know, or they're just not going to give us an unmasked version. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and if we do, is it long-haired Tommy? Is it short-haired Tommy? Like, what what version of Tommy are we getting underneath of here? Um, you, you, it would it has to be if they're going to do it, they have to do they have to do original Tommy, long hair. You know, however they want to do it, whether it's with a bandana, I don't care. But you you have to do it that way. Yeah, like, they didn't give us any any information other than it was the green ranger and you know you're getting your um you're getting your weapons that's about it right and it would Which, a, what appears to be a morpher as well on the belt yeah yeah i mean i'm looking at it right now and i'm just like well <clears throat> that's a that's an easy 100 dollars gone yeah like not not but i'm looking at the hand, so like obviously you're getting all the different hands and stuff too um there like i'm already seeing that um, but yeah, it's Mezco. Like it's gonna we, be, it, yeah, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good. Uh, um, it's going to be a good figure. I mean, like I said, other than the more recent complaints that we've gotten with uh, this Christopher Reeve Superman, there's not really much in way of complaints though from uh, about Mezco's overall, so to speak. The, um, the only way they screw this up is if they change the helmet to the. Uh, um, the version where uh, it's it's like from the Dino Thunder episode where it's I can't remember if it's like uh, always a ranger or something where uh Tommy has to like go through and like fight different versions of himself or like find different versions of himself. I don't think you're gonna see them straight yeah. from from the norm. Yeah. It'll be yeah. it'll be the normal Green Ranger that we're we're accustomed to. But like I said, I just I would be. I think as of right now, I think the biggest complaint people are having is the quality control um, with the Christopher Reeves figure, like the, the, you know, the pictures that the only complaint I agree with is that in the photoed or pictured Christopher Reeves Superman for Mezco, like when, when they first released the pre-sales that um, the neckline was not as open as it is on the figure currently, like in hand. But there is, you know, there is issues with, you know, sometimes like, yeah, they're going to picture it, like the prototype's going to look a certain way. That doesn't mean like the mass-produced figure is going to be the same. And I don't think it's off that much that it, like it's this big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Like, but I think a lot of people were upset because that was like 150, 140. It was a more expensive Mesco than the normal. But it came with like a collector's edition can that it was shipped, like it, it, that it's stored in. It came with the the crystals from the Fortress of Solitude. It came with the thing, like a singular crystal that when you put it in the crystals, it li lights them up. It came with a lot more than a normal Mesco figure comes with. Like, I'm hoping when I get my Batman 89 figure that I pre-ordered, which I shoot myself in the foot every day for not ordering two of them, um, because we know how we now know how expensive Mezcos have become. I think I might have ordered two Doctor Stranges, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, Doctor Fates, if I'm not mistaken. But if, you know, if I could, I would have, I would go back in time and order two of the Superman, even though people are shitting on it. It's still such a nice figure. I wish I had, I wish I hadn't gotten myself one. Um, but moving off of toy news that about wraps up that I know there was some, you know, other star Wars toys and stuff, but, uh, let's move into some, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy or shatter. I think the biggest thing, like what I would, I would just, just drop it in real quick is the, uh, the Cal Kestis, uh, 
deluxe figure that you're going to be able to get from GameStop. That's yeah. probably the biggest thing. Everything else is standard issue, you know, vintage collection and all that other stuff. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of, um, one thing we did want to kind of hit on about toys and releases and stuff. We are starting to see more, um, sorry, we're, we're both, uh, semi distracted by, um, <laughs> by wrestling tonight as well. The elimination chamber is on. Um, and it looks like we might be finding out who our main event is. Tune in tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, well, technically, t- they're listening to this Friday. So yeah. go back and listen to Mondays if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the things that we have noticed about um, toys more re- recently is some of these companies that they, they kind of make their bread and butter in the secondary market with, like, sales and flippers and things like that, they are starting to really show that they don't care about the secondary market because they're either re-releasing figures or they're taking vaulted figures or, or pops yeah. and bringing them back. And like, you're seeing that more and more often that like they're tapping into the well of things that were successful in the past. Yeah. Uh, back, back to the black series that you and I kind of talked about, it was like, you know, GameStop is re-releasing a lot of their black series, like that were exclusive to them. So, uh, like, you know, the Purge Trooper being one of them, like that was a big one. And like that figure was going for a hundred plus bucks. And now, you know, like now you can pre-order it and, and get it for at, at cost. Yeah. So, uh, like as long as they're going to keep re-releasing stuff, uh, same thing, like uh commander Gree, one of the clone commanders. Like, so you're being, you're able to get these figures, but even entertainment earth, uh, I mean, got in on it. Like, um, the, the Marvel legend, um, worthy captain america you know that was that was a walmart exclusive and somehow entertainment earth got their hands on a crap of them and it has re-released them yeah and funko's doing the same thing with a lot of pops and people were like speculating that they were now being vaulted or retired and now all of a sudden funko's gone back to like nope they're not we're just going to release them now and you're seeing it more often with like hot topic and GameStop pops that like you know, initial runs were very limited for some reason. And then months and months and months and months went by and then boom, they're flooding the shelves with the same pops. Um, so just be buyer beware of, of certain stores and certain places that do exclusives. They are apparently either holding certain items back, certain exclusives back, and then re-releasing them later on as the hype around them builds. They're not obviously marking them up, but that hype in the intermediate time frame is allowing a lot of these flippers to take advantage of that market. Um, so just be just be wary of it. Um, from one for, from two collectors to a world full of them, just be be patient um, unless you know it's going to be limited. Um, right. But moving on to TV news, uh, we're going to wrap up with movie news today. So we'll, we'll roll on the TV now. Um, this week coming up uh, on the CW, you have the supersized um, premiere of Superman and Lois. Um, I am not particularly excited about this series um, just because I think I've officially graduated in my taste of superhero television and CW just does does not do it for me anymore. Um, but we will have a premiere on Tuesday night for the Superman and Lois um, Supergirl spinoff series. Uh, We'll get a 90-minute premiere on Tuesday. And we've already started to see um, some images from the show. Um, Basically, just teasing the new super suit for for Superman. And I'm just not a believer in Tyler Hoechlin's Superman or Clark Kent. Um, I think it was really difficult for me when we watched the the crossover. Crisis on Infinite Earth is probably the most, was probably the biggest gamble any studio has taken on television with superhero properties. And I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought the end of the Arrowverse was, was, was handled decently. But I don't think he's a believable Superman, especially when in that same realm that we got, um, that the same realm that we got his Superman, we got Brandon Roth's Kingdom Come Superman. 
But then you had Tyler standing next to Oliver Queen and Barry Allen, and he was the same size as them. Like, when I think of Superman, like, Superman towers over the Flash in Green Arrow. Right. He shouldn't be comparable in size. When Brandon Roth was standing next to Barry Allen and Oliver Queen, and even as the Atom, he was bigger than all of them. Now you put him in a soup you put him in a Superman suit and he looks like a he, he looks like Superman. And, well, it, and, and there was a reason that he got picked to be Superman years ago. Yeah. It's just, he wasn't he just didn't benefit from the, the story that they were trying to tell. Yeah, his his Superman movie in, in general sense was just very lackluster. It wasn't because of him. He's obviously had a lot more time since that role to develop his his craft as well, but I still think he's one of the better Superman that we've had yeah. like he 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 was as close he was closer to a Christopher Reeves than Henry Cavill is but I still oh, think yeah, Henry I think Henry Cavill's playing a different Superman but I also like I said I just think that I don't I don't know maybe I'll watch it on Tuesday and give him a second chance but I don't know what I'm going to get out of it out of this show because how much longer can the flash run I mean pun pun not intended but you know how much? How much? Lo- like we know, we're we're on, we're at the end of Supergirl. We know Legends of Tomorrow is wrapping up. So how much longer does the Flash have? So we know Black Lightning's done. We like we they've slowly but surely gotten rid of like a majority of these shows. Like we're whittling it down to where it's literally just Star Girl and Superman, maybe the Flash. Which I don't mind. I'm a big Stargirl guy, and we're going to talk some Stargirl stuff here in a minute. But at the end of the day, Stargirl was better than everything that we saw from CW because it wasn't a CW show. It was shot as a DC Universe original. But now that CW, it's in the hands of CW, is it just going to fall to the wayside like all the rest of these shows have? I hope it doesn't. I really enjoyed season one of Stargirl. And there's a lot that we can expand on with the JSA in a lot of those characters. You know, you still have Dr. Fate in that show. You still have um, Alan Scott's Green Lantern in that show. There's a lot to explore. But they're introducing not only um, Tyler Hawkins, um, Clark Kent, Superman, but Elizabeth Tullock's Lois Lane into this series as well. But you're also getting Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne in this um, Superman, which I don't understand how that works. How are we introducing Damian Wayne when we've never introduced Bruce Wayne? You know what I mean? Like in the in the, in the Arrowverse, he's never been introduced. And like, if that's the case, like if 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 he's going to be in the Arrowverse, why is why is the Batwoman show such a train wreck in 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 terms of like Bruce Wayne not being there? So it. There's a lot of there's a, they're com, they're creating a ton of plot holes in my opinion with this show, um, but we'll see. Um, I know you you said before we got on that there's zero interest from you in that show. Yeah, I, I mean, really, it, I feel like they're at this point they've gotten to the CW or yeah the CW's gotten to the point where um, the guys like you and I, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not committed to the cause anymore. Yeah. So they can put on whatever love story that they want with Lois and Clark and, you know, they're going to get the casual, uh, viewer and their girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but to talk about the one show on CW, I am interested, interested in moving into its sophomore season is star girl, Courtney Whitmore, um, and her band of mischief, uh, misfit toys of, of sidekicks and, and heroes. Uh, we'll be back for a season two. Um, but they won't be alone. Um, Grant Justin's Barry Allen um, will be joining, apparently. Um, and at some point, Arrowverse John Wesley Ship is set to speed onto the set of Stargirl for a guest appearance as Jay Garrick, uh, which makes sense, right? I mean, his he is an original member of the JSA, so it only makes right. sense that he would be somebody who makes an appearance. 
Um, I, I'm excited for it. Like I said, I'm a huge JSA guy. So the more like a Jay Garrick's involvement, give me fucking, I don't even care if it's through the CW. Give me a live action Dr. Fate and I'll be, I'll be content. I'll be happy about that. Right. Um, but they're saying that they're trying to do this to bring Stargirl into the Arrowverse. I'm hoping that they don't do that, but it seems like that's where we're going to go um, with that. But we shall see. Um, like I said, season one to me was com- a completely different look and feel to that of the normal CW bullshit that we deal with um, as far as shows go. But Obviously, with the end of the DC Universe and everything merging to HBO Max, they gave this title to CW to run with. Um, Jeff Johns, this is Jeff Johns' baby. He was the one who wrote the original Stargirl stories in the comics. He oversaw the first season. So as long as that maintains, I think, and he maintains like a, a vested interest in it, hopefully it doesn't suffer like the rest of the shows have. Um. But yeah, and then the super suit for um, for Superman and Lois was another big point of contention in our conversation before we started recording today in that it doesn't look terrible. It just, to me, it's, when I think of Superman, and maybe it's just because my good friend Steven, who is my Superman guy, we both agree, Superman wears his underwear on the outside of his suit. So when they, <laughs> when they did the rebirth and they took the, they took the red undies away from him, that's a part of his iconic look. Like when you think of Superman, you think of red underwear over blue trunks. Like it sounds stupid, but it's a part of who he is. They went with the re- more of a, like a rebirth style suit with a traditional Superman emblem for this Superman and Lois show. So it's kind of like a, co- they try to combine like the best of both worlds, but he's, he doesn't have his undies. And to me, that's just an issue. Cause I mean, if you go back and look at like, you know, any, of the suits he's worn before, they've always been like that rebirth style. Or not rebirth, a new fifty two style. And I'm just not a fan of that. I like the I like the old school um yeah, I I'm just more of an old school super soup type type of guy. Um any other TV news? Um I don't think so. Don't think so. Um, I did just wrap up a show on Netflix. It's a sci-fi original. It's called The Magicians. It's pretty good. Uh, they got five seasons on Netflix. I don't know if it's coming back for a sixth season. I would assume that it is because it kind of um, falls on a cliffhanger for the last season. Um, but yeah, it, it it has been, unfortunately... There will not be a season six, but like I said, the first five seasons are pretty good. And when I say it kind of ends on a cliffhanger, it does, but it doesn't like it leaves an open ending that they could do more, but it looks like it it, it was wrapping up after season number five. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's about 10, 12 issues a season. Um, it was one of those ones that like I was kind of done other shows that I was watching. And when I went on the Netflix, I just hit watch something. They have like a little shuffle button basically. And it started playing, and I was like, oh, this is pretty freaking good. Um, but yeah, so um, I think that about wraps up TV news. Do you have anything else TV-wise? No. Uh, well, I mean, I know we kind of wanted to touch on WandaVision, but I feel like uh, that's, a, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, so Charlie's... Charlie's a, a, an episode or two behind on WandaVision. I'm, I am fully caught up. By the time this comes out, I would assume Charlie will have watched most yeah. of, of WandaVision, and if not, up to the, issue, up to the episode that is released today. Um, WandaVision is pacing well after a f- slow first, ish, uh, first episode or two. Um, I have actually really enjoyed, as a DC guy, but as somebody who has followed the MCU extensively for the last you know, 10 years plus, I've really enjoyed what WandaVision has been. And I know there's a lot of comic book stuff in it for like the comic book fans, like they're doing a lot of the House of M um, storylines with Wanda and everybody. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, uh, what we get out of this, so to speak. 
Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll talk more probably about that in the next Around the Multiverse issue whenever we get it out. If we don't get one out in the next two weeks, it'll probably be around right around the time that the, the season is is wrapping up and Falcon and Winter Soldier is kicking off. So we'll give you guys we'll give you guys some dedicated airtime to that at some point. Um, yeah. But let's move on to some movie news. Uh, let's start. Uh, everything was very trailer heavy for the last two weeks. Um but let's start with Emma Stone's Corella um, trailer that dropped for Disney. Um, Disney has made it a really good point of taking their villains and doing these live action movies with like a perspective from them. Like obviously we've gotten like Maleficent um, and then obviously the other live action franchises that we've gotten have been just re-adaptations of the books that you know, or the movies that we, we, you know, we all grew up on, but obviously trying to, to, to capitalize or to build on their villain line in releasing Cruella, um, has our star from, I'm sure everybody of the male audience is one of their favorites. Emma Stone, uh, steps into the iconic role of Cruella DeVille. So the, trailer basically just shows her being Cruella. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't like anything you didn't expect. So that was kind of, that was kind of nice. Um, and it seems that she's done as well of a job, you know, portraying the character. She looks like Cruella. She's got the white and black hair, you know, she's got the snarl, she's got everything, but it's going to be interesting because we get to finally, like you don't get much, backstory on any of the villains in these like Disney princess or Disney original films because they want the heroes to be the main characters. But now you're going to get the ability to see the background of Cruella DeVille. Does that mean you're going to like Cruella DeVille anymore? Probably not. You're probably going to dislike her even more after watching this film. But I think they're going to do a good job. I was a big fan of the first Maleficent I know they did a second one. I can't say that I watched that one, um, but I know it did well enough to garner a sequel. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if this Cruella DeVille movie does really well, if we get more Disney villains, you know, as a result. Um, do we get like a wicked, do we get like the witch from Sleeping Beauty? Do we get, you know, Ursula from Little Mermaid? Um, well, I feel like I, I feel like Disney is going in on the... Uh... On the villains, yeah. um, I mean, there's all there's a whole part of the park that's going to be dedicated to the villains. So yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we also got the trailer, the first trailer, which is kind of weird that we got the first trailer for Mortal Kombat literally a month, about a month and a half out from its actual release date. But they really, because remember when we found out about it, we were like, when the fuck did they announce this? Because they, they had like no, they had like no buzz on it whatsoever. Or maybe we were just living under a rock at that point. But obviously we're getting, you know, we know, we are know we're getting a new live action Mortal Kombat. We didn't really know much about it. We didn't know like what it was going to be about or like how, like, was it going to just be a re- complete reboot remake of the originals? But now we know. And it looks fantastic um did you get to watch it yeah so i i I watched the trailer um here's my take on it i am i am hmm, i'm trying to figure out how to say it nicely but i i don't think i can i am getting tired of the, the 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 premise of taking old intellectual property or remaking something like as much as I like these characters, I like these things like, and, and maybe this is, I mean, the movies will probably still be good, but I'm burnt out on it, on the, on the ideas like of just taking these, uh, these old things to make something again. So, um, so I don't really necessarily, so this is my thing. There's a lot of properties that get remade regularly like way too much and way too often right like there's things that like get a reboot every like i mean i hate to say this but batman 
Batman gets a reboot like every f- six to ten years. We get a new new trilogy, new this, new that, right? right? But what is... I don't have the issue with Mortal Kombat catching a reboot, especially now. So if you go back and watch the original Mortal Kombat, they're not bad, but they're not terrible, right? Like they're not, they're yeah. not like anything that like I, I would be super... Like if I watched them with my kids today, I think my kids would be okay with them. Like obviously she's she's younger, but like you know you with an old like your kids, you know they're a little bit older. Right. If you watch the original Mortal Kombat, they're like, oh that's cool, Dad. And like that was that was cool. But they're gonna be like, man, well that was like really cheesy looking. Why does that guy look that way or whatever? Right. Because back then, like the special effects and the visual effects that they were using were way ahead of the time. So the technology wasn't quite there. Well, the technology's there now. Like, you know, they, yeah. the, the stuff that they, they put in that trailer looked great. Like it, there wasn't a thing in there that I was like, man, that's a really wonky CGI. Like, you know what I mean? Like it all looked good. Yeah. So the look of the movie looks good, right? Like they did a really good job with that. It's just, I don't know. I guess I'm like, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, uh, give me a, Give me a better, like, give me a story that I want to. But the wanna thing hear. is, though, too, is like you also got to remember in the original Mortal Kombat, they didn't really give you a story, though, right? They well, didn't. Yeah, just, they oh, just. Oh, please don't give me. Uh, like, yeah, no, uh, it, it wasn't. That movie was good, right? Because, because, like, Liu Kang, like, obviously, Liu yeah. Kang was like the main character in the original movie. It doesn't yeah. seem like he's the original. He's the main character in this seek in this reboot. It seems like yeah. there's another person that that has a level of importance, and I, I don't. I guess, I guess the I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't care enough about Mortal Kombat to be like, oh yeah, I want a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously everybody's got their different franchises that they right. they enjoy and they like. But like I said, I like like I said, I like Mortal Kombat. I've liked the games. I, I mean, I'm not somebody who goes out and buys them like every other year or whenever. Like, but like I, I go out and you know if. If a buddy of mine has him and he wants to play, you're like, sure, yeah. But, like, I remember growing up playing Mortal Kombat. Like, at one yeah. point in time, everybody went through a Mortal Kombat phase. Whether you well, play, yeah. you played it at the arcade, you played it at home, you did whatever. Like, you, you played a Mortal Kombat. So you're right. familiar with most of the characters and how the, the premise of it works, and it's a tournament to save the world, or is that anything? Like, it's cool. So, like, them doing a modern version of it, like, where you're going to get a whole other fucking generation of kids hooked on it, like, good for them. Because that's what's going to yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. That, that's all it is. Yeah. So. So, um, moving on, we have uh, more DC casting news um, for the Flash movie. Um, they have now announced that... Sasha Kale, 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 however you want to pronounce it, um, was selected from more than 425 candidates to make her debut in the upcoming Flash movie alongside Ezra Miller and company as Supergirl. That's impressive. That, you know, and they always say that like DC doesn't do like their due diligence and this, that, and the third. They they interviewed 425 people for this role. Um, she is catching, I don't want to say backlash, but obviously somebody in the room had to make a fucking comment about it, so now it's all over the headlines, um, that she is of Colombian descent. So she would technically be the first Latinx Superman, Supergirl, super family member in the DC history of DC, either on page or on screen. Why that fucking matters, I don't know, but um, her she's yet to appear in a feature film, but she currently plays Lola Rosales on the soap opera The Young and the Restless. Um, she's earned daytime she earned a daytime Emmy nomination for Outstanding Young Performer in a Drama Series last year. Um, and like I said, the director um, Andy Muschietti, who directed it chapters one and two. Um, he watched, he said he watched every audition via zoom and said that he saw more than 400 auditions from the U S Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, and Colombia. The talent pool 
was truly amazing. And he, uh, I was very, it was very hard to make a decision, but we finally found an actress who we, we believe is destined to play this role. She's an attractive girl. She's got brunette hair, so I don't know if that's going to change for the movie. Obviously, you can ask actresses to dye their hair and things like that, and I would assume playing the role of Supergirl would be more important than her role on The Young and Restless. Um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, as long as... I, I hate to say this. As long as she's not coming out, like, speaking Spanish and doing all, all this crazy shit, like, why does it matter? Like, as long as she plays right. the role well, it doesn't fucking matter what her real life, you know descendant and all the other shit it just doesn't make much sense to me um obviously some people were upset that melissa ben uh benoit was not considered for the role as she's played supergirl for the last five seasons um on the cw um there's no word whether or not kelly will appear in other dc films or she will get a standalone alone of her own um and they just wanted a fresh take apparently on the character I, 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 I don't fault them for that, right? Like yeah. the, the, the TV universe, the Arrowverse, whatever you want to call it, uh, is different than the, the movie universe. So not, not a shocker that she wasn't yeah. selected. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you got that. And then, um, Last but certainly not least, I've said that a couple times today, but this is truly last, our last segment of today's Around the Multiverse issue, um, the Snyder Cut trailer, and there is a whole lot here to unpack. So what do you, initial thoughts on it, what did you think of it? Um, so I enjoyed the, I, I enjoyed justice league the first time yeah um you know i wasn't in the the camp of like oh everything sucks uh so now i'm just getting a a variation of that uh so of that justice league so we could uh, i'm well, okay with that yeah so we'll talk about it yeah so just mine um you know my my, my thought process i'm a big fan of the idea that well Initial, my initial reaction to the trailer from, from this past week is it was everything I wanted in the original movie. There wasn't anything in it that I was kind of like, oh man, that's stupid. We didn't need that. No, everything that was shown in that trailer, I'm like, this is everything in the ori- that was not in the original movie that we needed. Um, right. So like you, you said, you know, you were a fan of the original. I didn't hate the original. I didn't love the original. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't go into it critically thinking like, oh man, this story better be great. This better be the best superhero movie I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. Like I just went into it and was like, I'm going to take it for what it was because I knew how much backlash Batman vs Superman got critically. And then when I went and saw it in theaters, I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it the way people, I guess people wanted me to. And I'm like, no, nah, I just, I don't think it's that bad of a movie. And, and maybe it's, maybe my lenses are a little obscured because there's a Batman involved in it on both of these but at the same time like i do particularly agree that the director's cut of bvs is significantly better than the theatrical version of batman vs superman so when i saw this trailer i'm like fucking lord i'm like why do people keep fucking with this guy's stuff like clearly he has a vision and if you see it through to the end it works out well like fans are satisfied, but you Correct. guys fuck things up to a point that you're like, "Oh, Zack Snyder can't direct a good fucking movie," and then you watch a director's cut, you're like, "Oh, well, maybe he can." People just fuck it up. Yeah, well, that's that's Correct. generally yeah. speaking, that seems to be the fucking the thing here with Zack Snyder because they did it with Watchmen, they did it with fucking BVS, they're doing it with fucking with this Justice League shit. I don't think Zack Snyder's a bad director. I think he works for bad fucking people. Um. But like you said, am I just getting, am I getting a, like a beefed up version of what I saw? And like, I, I've had to actually explain this to a couple of buddies of mine who are like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. It's not going to be any different. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's completely different. Because when Josh, uh, Josh Whedon took over Justice League, they only had about 45 minutes of theatrical film completed. 
for, for Justice League. It ended up being a two-hour, almost two-hour movie when all things were said and done. So right. a good, like, hour and 15 minutes of that film is all Josh Weldon, or Whedon, or whatever the fuck his name is. It's all his reshoots and shoots. So an hour and 15 minutes of that movie is, is not what Zack Snyder envisioned or wanted or had in mind. So we are actually getting, of, with all of those, what we're actually getting is we're getting the 45 minutes of Zack Snyder film plus two hours and 15 minutes. No, not even really two hours and 15 minutes. Three hours and 15 minutes of additional Zack Snyder film with none of the Whedon stuff. He came out and said that nothing that Josh Whedon shot will be used in his cut. Nice. So you're getting in a completely, yes, you're going to get 45 minutes wherever that 45 minutes was within the movie is going to be the same. But you're getting almost three hours and 15 minutes of unseen footage. They said they're introducing five new bad guys comparative to what the original cut was to include Dark Side, uh, Lex Luthor, Deathstroke, Joker, and then one of Dark Side's wards. And they also, they show her, but I don't know if she's going to be introduced, but Granny Goodness is also in the trailer. If you look and watch, she's in the background of, of Dark Side. So you're talking upwards of six new bad, potentially six new bad guys playing a role. You know, you're getting, apparently you're getting all those deleted flash scenes. You're getting most of the, the deleted cyborg stuff. Like you're going to get some new Aquaman, some new Wonder Woman. Like you're going to get more stuff than what we got in the original. And like when, once I explain that to people who don't really follow along or understand and they're like, so it's going to be a completely different movie. I'm like, well, yes, it was supposed to be a completely fucking different movie. But Zach, and that's a thing, like, it's different for, like, I, I don't cut him as much slack for BVS because, like, he saw that through to the end and he didn't mm. stick up for himself. But with Justice League, his kid died. Like, he made a decision of, like, okay, it's not, my family is more important to me than this finishing this film at this moment. And he honestly thought, I'm sure he thought when, when, when Warner Brothers was like, well, yeah, well, we can't just not finish this. You know, or we can't just wait for you to finish this. And they came in and like, hey, we're going to put this in the hands of the guy who shot the original Avengers. I'm sure he was like, yeah, sure, cool, whatever. Like, that works for me as long as, as, long as something, you know, as long as, it, as, long as my, it, it, I'm sure he, he had some thought of like, as long as my vision is seen through, I have no problem with this. But clearly that wasn't what happened. Um, but that brings us back to this trailer where you kind of get to see. You know, it doesn't make sense to not have, you know, to not have some level of excitement for this. Right. Especially if you're a DC fan. But if you're a fucking, if you're a, a cinema fan... You should be excited about this because this may be the first opportunity we see in a long time. And I say, when I say a long time, I mean a long time that fans' voices mattered. This doesn't happen if the fans don't fight for it. You know what I mean? If we don't, if we don't complain and bitch and, and, and basically beg for this to happen, this type of shit doesn't happen. And if this movie's successful enough, and I can tell you this right now, if Wonder Woman set records for for like the the most streamed or the largest streaming debut of all time for a, a movie, Justice League Snyder Cut is going to fucking dominate it. It's not oh, even yeah. gonna, it's not even going to be close. So I I am genuinely excited about it. We got to see like new stuff. You got to see um the you know the Bat Tank that is used in Dark Knight Returns makes an appearance. Um. In the trailer, you got to see, um, obviously, like I said, you got to see Darkseid. You got to see the new Steppenwolf. You've got to see Henry Cavill in the black Superman suit, which was promised to us at the end of the last Super, you know, Super, uh, last Justice League BVS that we were going to get that at some point, and we never did. Um, and Henry looked good. He didn't look like his lip was, you know, photoshopped or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, 
There was a lot more things to be excited about in this trailer than I think there probably was to be excited about in the entire Justice League movie that came out in theaters. Um, but we're only, we're less than a month away. Uh, March, I believe March 18th is when it's set to debut. Yep, March 18th, um, four-hour R-rated version of Justice League is happening. So um, I'm excited for that. We will probably do have to do an entire issue, whether it's a around the multiverse or maybe even a spotlight issue on this whole series and saga around this Justice League movie. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for it. Are you, are you excited? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, like I said, like I enjoyed the first run. I'm, I will definitely enjoy this version. Like I, 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 I... Is, is there any chance you think that we get green lantern or, I mean, I obviously I think we're going to get Martian Manhunter. I think that's already kind of been, attuned but do you think we get any green lantern tease whatsoever well i mean they kind of did a tease in the in the other one where they're like you know it was lanterns and atlanteans and uh or not lanterns uh it was atlanteans uh amazon and then um the people of earth but then you saw a green lantern I mean, he quickly got swatted down, but, uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that was my thing. Like I was very, I was very intrigued to see if maybe they build on that. Maybe that's how they introduced the HBO max series, you know, heroes. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, there's some, the possibilities are endless knowing that like this is now obviously happening and that we know we're getting so much more. Um, but the, what the news, it's really kind of resonating out of all of, um, all of that is that, you know, we, we, there's no inclination that, that this is going to result in a sequel. It's going to result in any sort of like further, you know, building on this universe. And they came out and said, well, Snyder, Zack Snyder said he was extremely interested with exploring a sequel uh, through like a comic book series. And he actually pitched that they should do a one-shot prequel. And he said that he even had Jim Lee on board to, to draw the, se- the, the prequel for BVS. They would show like what what was what led Batman down the road. It would basically explore the death of the the... Snyder versus Robin, so to speak. And it would um, lead into BVS, and then he wanted to do a sequel to Justice League, the Snyder Cut. He wanted to do that in comic book version as a, like another one shot. I'm like, that's a genius way to do it to where you don't have to do, you know, a, a full movie. Like, I mean, I, right. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure him and Jim could wrap up the entire universe in a comic or two. But apparently DC and AT&T weren't interested in it. Because you know what I think AT&T and Warner Brothers sees? They see that as a way of fans being like, well, why don't you just make this a movie? You know what I mean? Obviously the fans' voices have been heard to an extent with this Snyder Cut. Like everyone's like, why don't you just let him make his fucking movie the way he wanted to make it? And obviously, like I said, I don't don't think anybody's going to come out of this smelling bad. I don't think people are going to say, yeah, hey... I think that was a bad idea. You shouldn't have done the Snyder cut. I don't think you're going to see that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So obviously I think it's, I think it's going to be a smashing success for them and for HBO max, but we shall see. Um, but yeah, so that about wraps up our around the multiverse. Uh, we'll bring you guys back into earth's stratosphere. Uh, lots of news, lots of, to cover. Uh, obviously, we are going to talk some WandaVision on the next issue um, for Around the Multiverse. When we can, we would like to cover this Justice League saga in more depth. Maybe we'll get a spotlight. We haven't done a good spotlight issue in a long time. Maybe we'll put one of those out. Um, but uh, we will be back next week, issue number 51, for Inside the Ropes on Monday. Um, followed up with another issue of Hot Off the Press. 
uh, on Wednesday. So stay tuned for those. Um, if you're not already doing so, the best way to stay tuned is to like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, make sure that when you do so that you leave a comment and a review. Let us know what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We are completely open to constructive criticism. We're trying to make this show yeah. the best that we can possibly make it. Um, if you're not already doing so, give us a follow on social media at uh, at DGI um, Podcast. Um, that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're super active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you want to stay up to date with all of our episodes and issues and anything that we are sharing with the multiverse. Um, any closing thoughts from you, Charlie, anything we missed or you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, man, I think we got everything. I think we're all, uh, we're all caught up or at least as much as we can be right now. Yeah. So. All right. I'll kick us back over to Charlie so he can send us home. All right, man. Yeah, I got nothing else. So, uh, as always, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting us this far. And, uh, yeah, it's become, it's become our, our, our thing, right? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and hit our music, man.